everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of Wrestling with the Future. I'm Angelo DeCippi, or your host. I am flying solo tonight. If you're, uh, you're noticing, we, uh, we're alone, all by our lonesome. No Dan the Man tonight, no Marvelous Mike. It's just me, myself, and my buddy, Seth Turner. And Seth Turner, you ask, who is Seth Turner? Who is this good-looking guy? Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, and we're going to a conversation that I think you'll find very enlightening and intriguing and fascinating, quite frankly. Seth Turner is an educator, an athlete, devoted father, loving husband, renaissance man, and overall good guy. He's also the president of the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, tentatively scheduled to be opened somewhere in the great state of New York. Seth joins me for a special one-on-one, and we will pull back tonight like the layers of the onion, we're going to pull back the veil and uncover just what it took to uh, to take on this massive project and see it through fruition. So, would you welcome for his first appearance on Wrestling with the Future, Mr. Seth Turner. Seth, how are you, my friend? Angelo, it is my pleasure to be here. And thank God Dan the Man isn't here because then one of us gets to be the most intelligent person in the room tonight. And uh, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm hoping that between uh, my multiple personalities and the few that you might have, uh, I think we can fill the space for, for the people who aren't here. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brother, let me tell you something. There's enough personalities between the two of us to go around. But I want to so, genuinely thank you. You referred to me as being a renaissance man, and you rolled down some of the uh, uh, roles that I, that I play. And Angelo, I, I want to thank you. And I also need to apologize to you. And I wanted to do this on air. You had reached out to me in the spring of last year, and I had committed I would come on to your show. And uh, I was not able to do so for a variety of reasons. And so I need to let you know that I, I'm sorry that I couldn't do it before today. But I'm also very glad, very excited, very honored to be here today with you. So, And as honored as I am to have you. And I've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. Um, and you, you, you're familiar with the show, and I know you are, and I know uh, because uh, your cohorts, uh, your partners in crime, <laughs> use that term loosely, your, your partners, uh, Dave Yohannan, J.J. Dillon, Tony Volano, I love Uncle Tony, um, uh, among others, Andrew yeah. Anderson, uh, just a whole host of people have all made an appearance on this show, in fact, a, a few of them. Um, Tony's been here a couple of times. Davey's been here a half a dozen, seven, eight times. Andrew's a good friend of the show. Um, we've got a lot of friends at the International uh, Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. And uh, one of the things I wanted to do was to enlighten people as to your existence. There are people who still refer to the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is, quite frankly, a distinct and separate group located in another part of the country, somewhere in Texas. Um, this is not that group. This is a distinct, a unique organization in that it is international in scope and flavor, and I wanted you to come on to try to set the record straight among those people who refer to the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame as it were a single, unique group. Uh, there are many Pro Wrestling Hall of Fames. Let's be clear about that. But what separates the IPWHF is that, I mean, the FH is that uh, you are, like I said, international in scope. 
uh, and in practicality, quite frankly. So let's talk about your involvement. Uh, who came first, you or Tony Villano? And uh, how did the two meet? And uh, when did the idea set of this, uh, this Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame come about? Short answer, July 4th of 2019 is when the, the concept was hatched. Uh, what had happened, uh, Tony had been recognized by the Cauliflower Alley Club um, in April or May, uh, April of uh, that year. And I had known who Tony was from the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, which used to be located in Amsterdam, New York. And uh, periodically I would make a trip out there and I would uh, go to some of their events. So I knew who Tony was. And then uh, a mutual friend of ours, and by the way, uh, uh, so Tony was uh, being was an extra in The Irishman, a mob movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, so was uh, another guy, Mike Lenuto. We oh, had yeah. a friend in common. Mike went and shared uh, a 4th of July thing. It created this online conversation. We agreed to get together and have breakfast. I knew who Tony was. Wanted to, you know, just pay my res- my respect to him in person. Thank him for all his years uh, of working on the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, we get together in Catskill, New York. And uh, right out of the gate, Tony sort of lays the gauntlet down and says, um, I'm thinking about an international pro wrestling hall of fame, but I, you know, I've done this. I, you know, do you want to take the ball and run with it? And, you know, we sat and had breakfast and we bullshitted, but I, lots of people have conversations and do nothing with it. Sure. Um, I had no idea what it entailed, what it took. So I start looking into how do you run? What is a Hall of Fame? What does it mean in New York? I find out that it is a uh, considered a museum. A museum functions under the state education department in New York. Okay, I've been a school administrator for over 20 years in New York, 25 years as as an educator. I've been dealing with state ed for decades. So I didn't know what it took to run a museum, but I knew how to click through the website. Now, they tricked me, though. (laughs) (laughs) It started with a two-page report that then needed a four-page report that then needed a 13-page report. And after three months of me just writing reams and reams of policies and organizational uh, 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 charter and and you're going back and forth just to find out to, can you, you use that name? Um, so anyway, it was it was three months of this exchange. Then we 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 mailed in the packet around late September of 2019. I had to have a few exchanges with their legal counsel, and then December 10th, 2019, we officially yeah. received the the charter, which gave us the right to function as a museum in the state of New York. Uh, for the specific purpose of recognizing professional wrestling from around the globe. Um, Absolutely. And what I didn't know was the rocket ship took off on December 10th. You know, what started off in this, you know, a bunch of paperwork over the summer turned into overnight people from all over the place had an interest. I mean, not not a little bit. I mean, right away. Oh, yeah, I know. And and, and then it became 
how do you manage all of these people who want to volunteer, who want to do something, who want to uh, have yeah. a piece of this? Um, yeah. And um, it was a daunting task. I heard Tony uh, give his his version of the story. It was a daunting task just to be able to figure out what to call yourself. Yeah. Um. You know, you couldn't use clearly as obviously you couldn't use pro wrestling hall of fame. There were, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you probably could have, but then you become just another pro wrestling hall of fame, like the other 30 that exist, but you had to separate yourself apart and there had to be something unique about you. Who was it? Your idea set to have the, uh, the international flair. Or, or was it Tony's or a, a uh, collaboration? No, I've got to give respect. It was to Tony, that was Tony's concept, and and uh, he he brought it forward. And it, it was as much I think because he had recognized uh, some voids that might have existed in the in the incarnation of the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And, gotcha. And, and yeah. Angelo, if I could speak for that for one second, I, I want you to know I got nothing but love for those other organizations and certainly for the pro wrestling hall of fame and want for them to be successful and actually hope that oh, absolutely over, that over time um these various pro wrestling halls of fame which do exist all over the place that's what i found out yeah uh, all different countries that I, I'd like to figure out a thread th that can br bring all of these organizations together where mm -hmm. we have symbiotic relationships, where we, we help to add to each other's value, not uh, yeah. in competition. Uh, Therein lies um, a, a piece of paperwork that I sent you some months ago. I believe that I without patting myself on the back, but I believe that I hold that thread. Um, and I'll send that thread to you tonight and let you look at it. Um, but I, I really believe that I really believe that, but yeah, you know, the problem is that there are, and again, in the interest of full disclosure, let me just, I've said this before on the show. I said it while Tony was here. I'll say it, uh, say it now while you're here. Uh, the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls, Texas. I know them. They know me. Johnny Mantel is a good friend of mine. Um, and, but he understands that, the, that I have um, a passion for the, I, uh, the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, the IPWHF. And, uh, uh, and I've made no bones about it. I've been very clear on the show about it. I've put you guys over it at every chance I could and you know, including having people on like J.J. Dillon and Davey O'Hannon, Tony Villano, uh, uh, Seth Turner. I have not had Mike on the show yet, but we'll get him. There's, I will I'll always, if you're out there, I'll get you. <laughs> Wrestling with the future will get you. Like I like to tell people, and, and I put this, um, I'm just going to read a mission statement that I, that I, I think I gave this to you, Seth, early on. And I'll, and I'll read this. It says, on behalf of myself and Dan, Dan Demand Sebastiano, we welcome the opportunity to tell you of our intention to vie and lobby for the position of official podcast of the, of the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. In short, here is our mission statement. And I'm going to give this to you and let you have it. Preserve the rich history of pro wrestling's glorious past 
by documenting an interview form, the stories that form the base for much of what we see and know now, to protect the lost and valued treasures of the kayfabe generation by doing the honors for those who broke bones, suffered, and were lost to time and history by carrying forward their stories to the next generation. And finally, to defend the integrity of the men and women who time and history were not kind to, especially those who were maligned by disreputable sources by shedding the light of truth on their memories. Submitted Dan Sebastiano and Angelo DeCipio. Now, I give that to you to do whatever you want with. If you want that to be your mission statement, if you want that to to be the uh, thread that ties everything together, that is my gift to you and the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But I did not want to just put it out there. I wanted to tell you face-to-face in front of God and the world that that's my intentions. And uh, whether you accept my offer to be the official podcast of the IPWHF or not, you can use that mission statement however you choose. Well, Angelo, here's what uh, that I, I did bring that forward, just so you know, to the um, to the board of directors. And it, it turned into an interesting conversation. And honestly, it was tabled and we haven't gone back. The concern had little to do with your podcast, but a concern with saying if we said something was our official podcast, what does that mean? And, you know, uh, in, in, in my job, I've learned it's so important to pay attention to words ahead of time so that it's clear uh, that, that that's an understanding in advance. So what that the conversation, because you understand we have on our board of directors, we have attorneys, we have accountants, we have sure. really high skilled professionals sure. and they begin to dissect these things Um and, and then and then the concern is liabilities, which then get affiliated with us who are volunteering. And so that was really uh, uh, the, what the dialogue was. But that was sometime around, I would say, July. Uh, so I apologize. Uh, uh, but I want you to know I, I did bring it forward. And, and that was about the time when I had said to you, we had talked and, and then I had to go off the radar and, and really uh, uh, and I'll speak to why, uh, and obviously it's COVID related. And, and with my uh, uh, job, I yeah. had to pour myself into making sure that the the, the students and the staff that I represent were were going to be uh, uh, safe. And there was no there was no other. I haven't had until tonight. Tonight, True. when I get to go into Thanksgiving vacation, and and. Uh, uh, by the way, let's 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 take a minute and appreciate you and I've been able to have a conversation. And I was afraid Eddie Mansfield's ghost was going to come back from last week. <laughs> that guy dominated the conversation so much. His echo oh, is still reverberating. I'm telling and you what, the, the I'll tell, you know, with, with a guy. Oh, man, God bless him. With a guy like Eddie, he's the kind of guy you want. And, and he needs to know that there say, are those of us who appreciate things for what they are so you know what exactly. he, need, he bring him back into the fold eddie we love you come on back you know don't oh my god absolutely don't shy away oh no i know eddie i know him well he's a great guy he's my friend he's my partner he's my buddy uh and eddie is just one of those guys you just say hello and then you're off to the races well, well you had eddie mansfield and you had larry zabisco on you know yeah. back to back <laughs> <laughs> God do? bless how, me, right? <laughs> how do you get a word in? How do you get a word in? Uh, Wait, I had 
I had Eddie Mansfield and Scott Casey on the same show. Two guys whom drew tons of money throughout the Southwest. Tons of money. And Scott had the fight to get a word in. <laughs> Just like um, they had fight Eddie. That's you know, I want to... If we, let's go back because you were in your mission, which I, I, I genuinely appreciate. And that, that really represents the mission of what the IPWHF represents as well. Yeah. And, and the, you talked about individuals who'd been maligned or misrepresented or who really they just deserve the credit that they are due. And exactly. And let, let, let us give, first of all, pro wrestling the credit it is due. It is more popular than any professional sport, be it basketball, baseball, I know. football. It is watched in more countries. Uh, uh, yeah. it, I, I once attended an event at Madison Square Garden and Triple H from the stage delivered that their intention was to have the WWE as the number one impact on our gross domestic product. I sat there listening to that and thought, oh, my God, we are exporting pro wrestling. Yeah. Almost as much or more than anything else that we export from this country. And, 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 and in that regard, he's absolutely right. However, he used the wrong word. He used the wrong word. Um, he's not exporting wrestling. And let's be real clear about it. WWE is not a wrestling company. Uh, any facsimile to pro wrestling is uh, strictly and sheerly coincidental. Uh, it is not pro wrestling. I will argue that point from now to nauseam. Uh, and I, will, I have invited them on the show. They have such uh, declined at the, up to this point, uh, and they know they can't make the argument with me. They'll lose. It's not pro wrestling. It is entertainment. It's not even sport entertainment. It is entertainment. Let's just call it what it is. They are actors. They are athletic actors, but yes, they are actors. Uh, they are not wrestlers. They uh, are not divas or female wrestlers. They are models who are looking for a career stepping stone. Let's be real clear about it. And we have to call a spade a spade and call it out now. If we don't, we're bullshitting ourselves and we're kidding ourselves into thinking that this is some kind of form of wrestling. It is not. Now, now that I've got that, uh, that off wow, my yeah. chest, <laughs> let's talk about what WWE is. It's They're exporting entertainment, Seth. That's what they're doing. And they're doing a damn good job of it. They have the, the, the financial resources, the power uh, of the television to do so. And I, and I will not knock them or malign them for that. If they can make a dollar doing it, God bless them. Good. Make, you, make your dollar and be happy. But don't call yourself pro wrestling because you're not. <laughs> You know? well, I think even they've moved to, towards sport entertainment, but I'll I'll let you own your own words there. I'm, I I don't need to I don't need to cause any problems for myself. I, I'll uh, I'll no I'll take look I'll take the heat. Send uh, them my way. Send uh, them my way. But but you know uh, we've got a uh, had a friend in common uh, uh, and and this ties in the pro wrestling hall of fame when it was in New York and it kind of brings up you know how do, what do I have to do with this which you know that's a, a question to to ask uh, uh, which is nothing. But I once attended an event and, and, and saw Jimmy Snuka in, he was in Johnstown, New York, and I got a chance to meet Superfly and uh, you know, talk, great with guy. Him, talk with him just a little bit. Absolutely. And Good but friend you, of mine to, you had to know the frequency that Superfly is functioning on, too. OK, so 
uh, fast forward a couple of years and I end up at the same event. It, it's when uh, um, it's WrestleMania access and uh, I get the opportunity. I've got a microphone, I've got a camera uh, and I get to interview Superfly. Now, uh, but in front of me is a news organization and they didn't know what they were doing. And I watched as they dropped the ball and I'm thinking, you, this is super fly. This is, you know, and, yeah. and, and, my, and I got my buddy with the camera and you can go on YouTube and check this out. It was really the last, I, my job was to put super fly over. And I was going to do it because I wanted him to look like the star that he was. And you can go and check out a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I know it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's very short. And it, but it's it's the last interview with Superfly, uh, you know, before he got ill and, and passed away. But yeah. in that interview, he was Superfly. He 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 was the man because I I I put him up there, handed him the microphone just with enough, you know, get let him get his shots in and out, get it back. I'll carry the ball for him. Yeah. And. There was another time when I saw a similar event took place. And this there's a long-form interview uh, that I did with the Destroyer, uh, Dick Bayer. Sure. Uh, uh, Dick, uh, yeah. Legendary, uh, legendary athlete. And, uh, and, and, boy, you want to talk at New York, Syracuse University, two-sport yeah. Hall of Famer, coached football, coached Jim Brown, coached oh, Ernie yeah. Davis. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it broke down the barriers in Japan. Uh but uh, I'd also gotten to know Dick Dick Mayer in um, in Amsterdam. Um, mm-hmm. uh, got a chance to talk to him, uh, uh, you know, really speak to him several times. So anyway, we end up in a different event in Toronto. It was for Sweet Daddy Seeky, and similar sure. type of event. Uh, I'm there. I love Sweet dinner. Daddy. <laughs> oh. I love that man. <laughs> the women, the women's pet, and the men's regret. Yes, sir. <laughs> So uh, there was an interview being done with the destroyer and the interviewer was, uh, it was about Siki and they were trying to paint an issue of racial tensions in the past, but Dick was in his, his, he was older and he wasn't buying into it, but it wasn't a good interview and it was, and it was a bad interview because of the interviewee. And I said, and I watched that and I knew how valuable the destroyer was. Absolutely. And, and I went up to him and I said, Dick, uh, can I stop by your house tomorrow? You know, uh, and, and he lives out in Western New York and we were in Toronto. We were going to be heading back. And I set it up with his wife and went to his golf course. And we shot about, a, about an hour and a half long straight shoot video. And uh, uh, my goal was to put him over. Yeah. Um, because I had watched him get mistreated the night before, you know, and, Absolutely. and, and, and I just was thinking, you know, th- this happens too often because people are in this world of sound bites. They want to show up and get their 10 second clip. And it's never yeah. about the guy they're talking to. It's about them. The, the interviewer. Um, yeah. You're, you're, you're actually entering, um, real personal domain. And I'm glad you are because that's going to tie into, to what I'm going to follow through with, but go ahead, continue. No, so it, 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 anyway, that that is sort of the same mindset. Is that um, to really have our organization to preserve the history? But because mm-hmm. we talk about pro wrestling, but I'm going to go further. Pro wrestling actually represents society and their norms at that time. 
it, it, from any Thank kind you. Of the mid 1800s to the present day. Yes. Other people could talk about pro wrestling. I'm looking at it from a more historical and anthropological perspective. And Thank saying, you. I, and saying, I've been waiting do you months. 15,000 people would show up at Memphis oh. Auditorium every Monday night to see uh, Jerry yeah. Lawler. For, uh, yeah. uh, this is... This is a phenomenon. And so we moved into now a more modern era where we watch it on TV yeah. on a weekly basis. I've but been, go back Seth, I've been waiting years. for months for somebody to, to acknowledge that, to say that, to use those words. You mentioned, you give the, the quintessential example. The quintessential example. Memphis on Monday nights. I know Jerry Lawler. I know Bill Dundee. They've been here. Boogeyman, Jimmy Valiant has been here. They filled this place every Monday. Yeah. You know, I, I could have Bill, if I have no other guests but Bill Dundee and Jimmy Valiant, I'm good. Oh, what, what else do you need? <laughs> We're good. That's the Boogie Woogie Man. Those men are a time capsule. In, they are a history time capsule. Yeah. You. The, when you, if you have Bill Dundee and you don't grab him for an interview, if you got Bill Dundee and you don't say go, then you're the loser. Yep. Because all you got to do is say, hey, Bill. And Bill is like <laughs> off to the races. He's one of those. He's, there are people like that. Eddie Mansfield's another one. My friend Eddie. Just good morning, Eddie. Well, you know, brother, let me say. You know, <laughs> It just goes, but here's my point. And that, I, and I say to you, it's personal with me because I am of that generation. I'm 62. Okay. So I'm not a young kid, but I'm of that generation that grew up a fan back in the early sixties. I went to my first match in 1966. Okay. 66. I, I venture to say you probably weren't born yet. No, I, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw Killer Kowalski and Bruno San Martino in 1966. My job, aside from chronicling and categorizing these interviews, is to preserve the history. Because the guys that I grew up watching, they're losing. They're, they're, they're out. They're losing grip. They're dying. There, a lot of them that have no financial resource. Yeah. A lot of them, what little money they did have, they already went through it, and they're, you know, on on the generosity of uh, other people's goodwill, and, and it's sad to watch. So this podcast, this is a this is our our life preserver to those guys. I bring them on. If I could bring them on, I'm going to bring them on. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm going to do, you know, and if nobody else is going to put a dime in their pocket, then I will. Well, you know, so, you know, Angelo, you didn't even ask a question, but you got my brain going in so many different directions because um, this is why I needed to bring a museum back to the Northeast. Okay. Cause one had yeah. existed. And then I, I'm a, not a guy who sits on the couch. I get up and I go and do things, but, Oh, uh, uh, I, by going to the to the Hall of Fame when it was in Amsterdam, I, you back in that area signed up for a mailing list. Okay, 
I get a, I get in the mail one day that Rocky Johnson is going to be at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Amsterdam. Yeah. I tell my buddy, let's go out there. I set up that I'm going to do an interview. Um, I worked every angle because I want to interview Rocky Johnson. Okay. Not the Rock's dad. I wanted to interview Rocky Johnson. Rock, exactly. That, that was a distinction that paid dividends. Yes, sir. Um, so we go out to we go out to Amsterdam. I get a chance to shoot this video. It's about 15 minutes in length. Yeah. Uh, I asked for nothing more. Tony Villano was was gracious enough. He he set this up and let us let us do this. I walk away from it, and then a week later, my phone rings. Rocky had tracked me down because he liked the interview so much. He he asks me to fly down to Florida. His son just bought him a new house uh, outside of yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, uh, I, I'm in the I'm running a school. I, I got a fire drill going on. You got to be kidding me, you know? Mm -hmm. So. I agree. Nice house, wasn't it? Uh, I can tell yeah. you, we were the my my Joe Defino, who's on the board with me and I. We were the first people in that house in Western uh, Florida. Yes, sir. Uh, as Rocky was moving in, because his son did just buy that house. Yep. Uh, it was a nice one. <laughs> it was we a nice one. Went down actually several times, and we became good friends. We uh, uh, and that is what then I here's what was the key part. I started going to the Legends Luncheons in Florida, in yes. Tampa. And I said, we got to do this in New York. We got to do this in the Northeast. Yeah. Down in Tampa, uh, Brian Blair uh, puts it on with Bob Cook. Uh, uh, um, Bob and Darlene uh, help out. These are people who are with the mm -hmm. Cauliflower Alley Club as well. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. Um, but... They it's a get together for the boys, and I got to go to this a couple of times and sit there because when you, you're talking about you, you, 66, and I'm thinking Tony Marino had to be there, yeah. The, the and, and and so I'm there with Tony Marino and Buddy Cole. Uh, how about this? Is this was an insight? This is an inside story. Uh, I'm at the table with Rocky uh, down in Tampa, and I keep getting hit in the back of the head. With Coors Light caps all, all day. How, where the hell is this coming from? It's Jerry Briscoe. And he's, I, I'm his target for whatever reason. You know, yeah. he, he's having a blast, but he's at a table and he's got Ming next to him, which is the key part here. And, Absolutely. and, and he's <laughs> right. got JJ Dillon and there's a few others. So finally, when I realize it's, 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 it's Jerry, I go to fling one back, except I hit Ming. <laughs> Good move, Seth. Yeah, move, yeah. <laughs> I just took it the rest of the day. I didn't, he, he, oh, jeez. Yeah, you I was, know I what? Was with, I was with Rocky, who's with the Samoan culture, which yeah. kept, kept me in good graces with Ming. Uh, Ming's a really great guy, by the way. Hell of a nice guy. Great, great guy. But where'd that come from? It came from this museum in New yeah. York because I got off my ass and I went to it. And then when I found out it had moved to Texas, you know, it was like, well, what are we going to do? Well, I want to I want to stop you there, Seth, for just a second, because you're going you're going to segue into a great area here. Um, true. Absolutely true. The uh, the uh, uh, Hall of Fame did move to Texas among a lot of controversy. Without getting into, because I know that there are some, you know, hard feelings amongst, even today, among certain people. And we're not going to dredge up any more hard feelings. But 
in you know in the uh, the interest of truth and in full disclosure, um, there was a split that happened, and the uh, Hall of Fame ended up in Texas, uh, and it left other people saying I feel incomplete, and I need to uh, I need to see this through the right way. Enter the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And that's uh, that's basically the spark that gave this life, and and taking nothing away from the people in Texas. Again, again, as I said, Johnny Man tells a friend of mine. I know Johnny. I know the Hall of Fame in Wichita Falls. They're they're decent people, good people down there. They're doing their own thing, but it's a whole different, you know, it's a whole different mo than New York. Um, at what point do you? jump in with both feet and go balls to the walls with this where you, you know, you're giving your time, you're, uh, you're, uh, investing energy, knowledge, paperwork. Uh, I'm assuming at some point money. Oh, money. Oh, geez. Yeah. You, well, yeah, I haven't even touched the money gonna, yet, gonna, but we're going to go ahead. And, and I have to <laughs> clarify one, one very important point with you on money too. Um, you know, uh, uh, over the course of that summer of 2019, you know, you get to a point where it's a law of diminishing returns. You're realizing that, uh, hey, I'm putting in a lot of hours filing this, doing this and, and working on this and getting together groups of people who have complementary skills. Uh, one of the key parts, by the way, of, of the leadership was no know, is knowing what you don't know and, and getting people who may not even have an interest in wrestling but like I said, I need an account. I needed an accountant. I needed a lawyer. I yeah. needed uh, someone who can handle some publicity. Uh, I knew what I know, which uh, uh, I I focus on leadership and uh, uh, of organizations, and I know how to Absolutely. do. Uh, you, I love that you have you know you talk about a mission and you develop a strategic plan and you help to develop a roadmap to get from here to there. Um, so, but balls to the wall happened actually December tenth when we went public and all of a sudden people were going absolutely nuts. And then uh, uh, Tony right away had, had said, let's set a date and we're going to do a, a, our first event in May. And man, we sold out. We, we, it, it, was, it was harder to get our, our tickets and things available than it was to, to the event was selling itself. Yeah. Uh, ah, then COVID happened. Yeah. The well, in, in the, the interest Whoa. of full disclosure, Whoa. I had planned on being there. Yeah. Uh, I That was your inaugural gala. Mm-hmm. And that got kiboshed real quick. And, and uh, out the door went, you know, $25,000 worth of revenue that we needed from, you yeah. know, a couple nights worth of events. Sure. That's what That's the seed money that you then need so you can go negotiate and get a facility. And at that time, we were looking at a facility, by the way, and yeah. um, it, it, it started to fall through on both sides. But I, I'm, I was glad it fell through because we would have otherwise been left with a facility, no possibility for income and no gotcha. known time in which we could even open doors. And so it would have been just a financial loss. Uh, Seth, the were there people the who... At the time, and this is as quirky as it's going to sound to ask this, but there are people like this. Are there people who wanted their money back? Uh, yeah, we refunded uh, a, a great deal of the money, yes. Yeah, uh, and that surprised, that really surprises me because I heard that. 
I actually heard that you guys did refund money. Yeah. And it shocked me that you did, but it shocked me more that there were actually people who asked for it back. Well, the downside like that takes, is the, you're the talking finance. about, you know, as you pointed out yourself, you're talking about a museum, a hall of fame. Why not just write it off as a donation? Uh, it would have been nice or we would have held it, you know, for the next event, which would have been a great deal for them because now sure. listen, we are planning August 28th of 2021 at the Desmond Hotel in Albany, which is a, a, a little yeah. bit of a step up, uh, you know, fr from where we were going to be. The other the other place would have been nice, but we're going top shelf. Uh, it's going to be a three day event at the end of August. And I think yeah. we're going to make we've already booked the same weekend for 2022 Good. so we're looking at this being a three-day event with uh you know if you are a fan of wrestling we want to turn it into a comic-con for wrestling you know my uh, ticks better be in the mail brother <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll be announcing our inaugural class on december 12th letting people know who made the cut um uh, i, I want to put some people over bob bryla uh dr bob bryla put together a ballot committee. Uh, and I want to make sure I give credit. Uh, he had Mark Hewitt, Koji Mayamoto, uh, Nathan Hatton, and Jimmy Wheeler. Uh, so they put together the ballot. I'll, I'll show you. I actually have all of the ballots from about 50 voters here because Bob is extremely thorough. He wanted me to double check all of the work so that there it you go. So he put together. A That's a process. nice looking ballot for him too, Seth. Uh, thank, thank you. And uh, 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 we'll look at Lord Zoltan's here, you know, and maybe you can see who he yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sharing anything. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bob put together a great committee, a top quality ballot, and um, uh, uh, we're very proud of of the work that they had done. Which because uh, that's what we want everything to be top shelf all the way. And, Terrific, uh, and, and that's that is that is the goal. So it, it, we're probably having you know having to put our brakes on obtaining a facility for a little while, but we're also paying attention. We're um, and therein lies the question a lot of people have had from day one: Where will the physical location be housed? Will there be a physical location? That's been the question. With the uh, the WWE and their alleged and so-called quote-unquote Hall of Fame, uh, show me a building. You know, it's not. Let's be honest about it. Their Hall of Fame is a television show, um, but your Hall of Fame will be a brick and mortar building of some kind, that, somewhere in either Albany or New Amsterdam, perhaps. Yeah, anything less than that is a failure. Because that is the ultimate goal. If we don't have a facility, then what are what are we doing? So, so exactly. That is the goal. So, Were there uh, any considerations, Seth, uh, to housing that building uh, in New York City itself? I would love if we could take on the Big Apple. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, it, the the only thing is our charter says it has to be within New York State. So uh, gotcha. uh, th that's where we're allowed to operate. I. Okay. I work on the very east end of Long Island. I drive up to the Hudson Valley every week, you know, that where, where my house is. Bless you. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm from the Capital District, or I went to college in Plattsburgh, which was in the northernmost part of the state. So, 
we are open to our options. Um, being in the capital district, which is the Albany area, yeah. uh, simply is, uh, it, it's certainly easier for a lot of the, the members of our board of directors who are in that area, sure. based out of that area. So, well, uh, it's fair to say though that a lot of the uh, a lot of the board members are uh, are have been located here in the Upper Northeast for uh, many many years. Uh, some were born here and never left. Uh, others uh, are transplants to this area who uh, who stayed. So it makes sense to me, and, and I'm just like I said, an outsider looking in. But it makes sense to me that if you're going to house. Uh, a physical brick and mortar location and the board of directors are going to be accessible. Probably the Northeast is where you want to have them and, uh, and be located. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. And, um, anyway, we just have to make sure it's a, 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 we want it in the Northeast. We want it in the, where the, uh, you know, the population density of the, of the tri-state area sure. uh, will lend itself to the success of the organization. Um, but it, it does have to it does have to be a facility. And I do envision we may have to start with a, 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 a one facility. And then as we build ourselves, look mm-hmm. to move into a, a larger one. Uh, but um, this is where the covid may actually be beneficial. So what we've, we earmarked is around March and April of next year, start to pay attention to yeah. buildings that are opening up, because unfortunately, a lot of businesses are failing. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it may be uh, uh, there may be an opportunity that arises. Well, in- you know, what's uh, a one man's misfortune is another man's fortune. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you have to almost it's sad to think about it, but you have to almost uh, be looking for somebody that's that's failing and, and be willing to snatch it up at a, at a low cost. You mean like I did with Bruno Sammartino's heavyweight championship belt? Well, we're going to talk about that, that belt because that belt is in question even now. Good. Um, <laughs> there are people who are doubting the authenticity of that belt based Good. on photographic evidence that has come forward of two additional belts. Good. What can you tell me of this um, pur- purported championship <laughs> belt? I think uh, uh, let the controversy begin. Uh, let them tell me yeah. all about it because here's. What I, here's I've actually held that belt you're talking about, the one that you currently own. I've held that belt, so I know what it looks like. It, there's some very distinctive things on that belt. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, I've uh, seen that, it. <laughs> that do not exist on any other belt. And so if someone else can tell me how sometime in the 1960s Bruno got this belt created. I'm open to find out about it, but yeah. Uh, and and what you, as you know, it's got very nice crushed blue leather. It's yes. got a, 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 a very nice. I've got it. I'm going to guess it's an Italian leather that's on the back. It of is it. Italian leather. Um, and it was actually, if if I'm not mistaken, the history says it was cultivated in that area where he was from, the Pizzaferratu area. Um, certainly around the Abruzzi area, which is in that vicinity, it's right there. Uh, and they are known as leathermen and craftsmen. They are known for their shoes. They're great shoemakers in that area. Um, do you have the belt with you now? I do not have it. 
Uh, okay. Because I would love to see it again. Yeah, well, I'll um, be happy to there, show you. You know, the reason, I'm, and you know why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, yeah. There, there are people who don't know that the belt was actually blue. It was not black like people think. And that's the thing. People always thought that this was a black belt with a gold or silver medallion on it because the color went from gold to silver in various incarnations of the belt. Um, I have five pictures in front of me. Two of them are gold and three are silver. It, it is it is maddening. And in fact, those types of pictures drove me to madness as well. So... Uh, <laughs> And I, I cannot tell you. And there was one key thing that undid all of the doubt, however. Okay. Yeah. So, and that was a phone call from uh, Bruno's son, Daryl, to me. Yeah. Uh, who said, Seth, I've seen this stuff online. I'm calling you to let you know you have my dad's belt. You have the belt that he's had in my house for 50 years. I'm the one mm-hmm. who, who sold it. So this, let's back up. If to- I'm not mistaken, I'll share with you when we get off the air because I, there's something behind the faceplate. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, well, I'll tell you when we get off the air. Okay, that'll be yeah. interesting. But yeah. uh, uh, and, and this is this is there's a there's a make. I'll tell you what it is. There's a maker's mark behind it. No kidding. Yeah. On the, a, on, the, on the large plate itself? Behind yeah, it? behind it. There's a maker's mark on it. That That's how you'll know the authenticity of it. Well, there's a large zipper, as you know, and, we're, yeah. and then you can adjust the plates that come out of it. So yeah. I, I knew when I touched it, by the way, I knew I know that Italian leather. Uh, I, we actually have a house. My wife's it's family a has a house, house in Italy. So I, I, I'm going to be going to Pisa Ferratu as soon as I can get back to Italy, as soon as we're allowed to travel. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and, and see what there is. So your see. name is really Turnerini? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I married an Italian. so uh, uh, Bless your heart. <laughs> um, but, but so it, it was April, April, <laughs> April of 2020. Uh, yes, sir. COVID is hitting. We're giving out money. We're losing money all over the, yeah. you know, the, the I thought we were going to, I thought we were dead in the water, by the way, as an organization, you know. I did too. Uh, I was uh, looking forward to that. <laughs> and, and it was, uh, it, it became the let's survive. Well, uh, I happened to get just an email that said uh, Bruno's stuff is going to auction. And I don't even, I know who sent it to me, but it had been sent to them. There was nothing else to it. And I click on this link. And it's an auction house in California. What the hell is this? And I start yeah. looking. And there's Bruno's heavyweight belt, Bruno's WWE uh, Hall of Fame ring, and his uh, a medallion for the Sports Hall of Fame where he got inducted. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. And, and I'm looking at these things, and I'm saying, wait, how, how do, I don't know that this place is, is a real auction house. I'm mm-hmm. familiar that there's a million scams that are out there. Oh, sure. But I start doing research and I start doing research and, and wait a second. That's a letter from Bruno's son. Wait, how does this how does this all have it? So. Uh, the day what you had to do, it was through SPG auction, which is a bona fide auction house uh, that takes yeah. care of uh, high end sports uh, memorabilia. I know who they are. Uh, uh, and you had to have bid on the item. 
initially to then qualify for yeah. the night, the day when it goes live. And yeah. the day it's going to go live is May 2nd. Hmm. That's the, that's Dwayne, the rock Johnson's birthday, huh? You know, and I'm, and it's going to be live at 10 o'clock at night. And I don't have a lot of money to be doing this type of stuff. I had to go and talk to my wife and talk and say, this is what I'm intending to do. Um, and I set the ceiling as to what I could afford. But I also knew that's Bruno San Martino's belt. And I did my research. And I know I know yeah. that Triple H went and tracked down that Johnny Barrand had had in his attic the original belt, which was taken from the Ohio Territory and used yeah. by Buddy Rogers. I know that. Yep. Factual. Oh, okay. Yep. That's great. So what you had was an Ohio Territory leather belt that is got its historical significance mm -hmm. but this is bruno's belt this absolutely is this is 4040 days of a champion this is this is the original run and i do also see those other incarnations there's different belts and when you yeah. look at those pictures and you got to remember you know this angelo go back to the 60s you might have been looking at a program or an advertisement in 69 that's using a picture from 65 you might sure. you know it's all <laughs> over the it's it's the stock photos so unless you were vincent mcmahon or bruno sammartino or gorilla monsoon possibly and having yeah. those conversations it, what the hell do we know about which is the original or whatever else you know mm -hmm. that's the belt that's Bruno's belt. That's what Bruno says is his belt. That's yeah. what Bruno's family says is his belt. Yeah, that's, that's belt. the important stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, well, you're gonna you want to tell has, his family no. <laughs> hold on. If someone else has one of those other belts, well, that would be stolen property, wouldn't it? So. Well, it uh, surely would. Well, it would certainly constitute as theft, I think. I think so. And so if that were to surface, well, then the person who owns it doesn't own it. So they submit yeah. it immediately. So thank you. You know, go ahead, give it back to, you know, who it belongs to, which is yeah, not true. And you know who they're going to give it to? Me, because I bought it from them. So, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so anyway, uh, 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 what happened, uh, I purchased that as an individual because we, there was no organization. We didn't have the money in the IPWHF. Right. I put myself out there. I talked with my wife. Um, and then I went to the board after and I said, guys, this is what I had done. Um, I'd like to use this for the organization. But I, you know, when we raise enough money, buy it off of me, you know, yeah. uh, so that I'll, I'll hold it. Just give me the, the value that I paid for it. But in the meantime, yeah. So uh, my wife I, doesn't kill me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I only had to, you know, I had to clear it up with the, with the guys on the board. But, sure. You know, so in I, other words, they're, they're going to reimburse you at some point. That's the, that is the plan. Yes. Okay. It, it'll, and I will officially keep an on loan for the organization with that agreement. And, and uh, rumor has it that you spent somewhere between 17 and 22 grand for it. Uh, go, it Lower than twenty on the selling price, and then all in closer to twenty five because you got you got some fees. Around. Yeah, that's what yeah. we heard. Yeah, that's, it, you know, I got some pretty good. I got some pretty good sources, brother. You can find it. It is out there. Uh, you know, you can if you people know the right words to Google and and. Um, oh, I didn't Google nothing. I picked up my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I so, said, "What did he pay for this?" <laughs> And you want to know my opinion? I got it for a steal because it's worth 
you know what? You can't, and that's what we, that's what this show is. That's what this show is. You can't put a price on some of the legends we've interviewed because they're going to be gone one day. And you'll be talking to some 22-year-old, some 25-year-old that doesn't, you know, that's never made their bones yet, that doesn't know, you know, what side of the green is grass. I mean, what side of the grass is green. Um, but we've got legends who pay their dues and the road and then they've got story upon story and just like you you know that's a small investment to make in a piece of history you know that's like a guy who found the hope diamond in his you know uh, in his uh, uh his his yard sale box yeah, you, you know, know <laughs> I, I don't i don't waste my money on a lot of things i don't have a a boat i don't have cars i don't have a motorcycle and I also, I, I, there's a lot of things I don't know. I can't sit and tell you the value of a Ty Cobb baseball. I wouldn't know yeah. what, 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 uh, uh, you know, Murderer's Row of the Yankees would be worth. I know pro wrestling, and I, yes. and, and I knew how to track back similar and comparable items. And I found out what did the Missouri Heavyweight Championship get sold for back in the nineties? There you what go. Did, uh, hold on. What did the TV title from the NWA get sold for? Mm-hmm. Oh, what about when Tom Burke went and found that wrestling uh, prop that uh, Pedro Morales had given to a pawn shop? Well, I tracked back. What were those worth? And so I got as many mm-hmm. comparables as was possible. And um, again, I, I, I knew what I could afford. And when, when I... When I was pulling this off that night, I said, I said, I can't, be- I can't believe other people don't know this. I can't believe this is happening. You know, yeah. uh, uh, boy, did they miss the mark? <laughs> Remarkable, isn't it? Remarkable. It was meant so, to be. It was, it was meant to be. Bruno put that belt where Bruno wanted that belt. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, in uh, in my realm. Uh, in, in my line of work, um, things always happens for a reason. There's always a time, a place, and a season. And uh, things always happen when they are meant to. Event when they, it's, it's like I, I tell people, you are where and when you need to be. There's always the where and when. So the, immediately after we shared that we had procured this, um, or I'd gotten it, and you know, we're using it uh, for the organization. Uh, the trolls came out. Okay, I'm sure and they did. Boy, so those things you're talking about—those photographs, people across the the ocean were questioning oh, yeah. things based on on other pieces of of data, and it drove me nuts. And then my wife began mm-hmm. to question it, and then she was asking me, "Hey, did we get ripped off, or what's the deal?" And then it was literally at that moment when we're having this conversation and bling, my phone goes off. It's Daryl San Martino. I've yeah. never met Daryl in my life. He tracked me down and we have become fast friends ever since. And we're trying to now help complement what the, what the Bruno and Carol San Martino foundation is and the work that they do. They're helping out with our organization. I won't tell Excellent. you some of the, the cool things that he has uh, promised to go into the, to the museum. But, you know, I, uh, 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 and I will, 
That's the one thing I let the other board of directors know. The one person I will let you know who did make the cut is Bruno Sammartino's going in on our inaugural induction. So you have oh, a we know that. That's that's a given. <laughs> so that's a it has to be. That has to be a given. So well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. You know, this has been a fast hour tonight. It really has. Um, Let's go into another. I want to go more with you. I, don't, I, I was going to close it off at an hour, but I want to go more um, or at least another 15 minutes. Uh, tell people, uh, first of all, where they can join, where and how can they join the uh, International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame? How can they become a booster and supporter? Uh, let's get all that stuff out there. Great. Uh, go to prowrestlinghall.org. Or just, you know, do a Google search for the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Start to search it however you want. But again, that's prowrestlinghall.org. Uh, we are on Facebook. Uh, I understand, although I'm not on it, we're on Twitter. And I understand recently TikTok. And I guess TikTok is the largest numbers of, of people, which I don't even know. It's bizarre, uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, one, one of our clips just happened to get you know, 20,000 views in no time at all. It's uh, remarkable. So, <laughs> Scary. Um, but but check out the website. But if you really want to support us, honestly, go buy one of these sweatshirts or T-shirts yeah. or the coffee mugs. First of all, they're great quality. They're comfortable. Everybody loves them. Yeah. Uh, but that way you're you're not just making a donation. You're getting something for that donation. I'll vouch for that. I uh, yeah. I actually own the the uh, the shirt, the, uh, the hoodie that Seth is sporting tonight. I own that. I uh, have one hanging in my closet as we speak. Uh, it is a great investment at only, I think, 34 bucks, maybe. Yep. It was 34 or 35 bucks, something like that. You'll pay more than that in the store for a hoodie. And, uh, and so, they're really yeah. good quality. Uh, it's I mean, really heavy quality. Yeah, and it's warm, too. It's really warm. Um, coffee mugs. What else we got? Uh, we have keychains available yet? Anything like no, that? No, not yet. We will be expanding and we'll be rolling out some other options now because what we, we've really gone we took a step back and reestablished our backbone. Um, let me share with you, by the way, who some of the people are that work on this. So like when we talk about the yes. sales, that's sure. Anthony Rotolo, who's out at Syracuse University who is a professor and working on his dissertation. And he's the brains behind the website and the sales for the t-shirts and sweatshirts and we, we owe a, a, a ton of credit to Anthony, who is a, a brilliant man, but he happens to get distracted, you know, because he's writing his dissertation and teaching his courses at college. Um, yeah. uh, you, you had talked about Tony Milano earlier. Tony uh, certainly is the godfather. Um, he uh, He's sort of taken a, a step back, which is good and healthy. And I think for him, but I think it's also his way of challenging and saying, guys, take the ball and run with it. And, yeah. you know, uh, and, you know, and, and, and God bless him because he, he did start everything off. Uh, See, he's uh, a remarkable guy. He really is. He really, he has been, and I was just, I, I want to put a shout and then we're talking about Tony now. Yeah. I want to put a shout out to Tony. Uh, Cause I'll tell you what, he has been invaluable in supplying me, um, uh, from time to time, guests for this show, upon just asking for their phone number, I got it. And so shout out to Uncle Tony Villano. Um, you've always got a home here. If you got something to promote or plug. Um, uh, oh, one other thing I'd want to... Your inaugural uh, dinner was supposed to be Lanny Poffo. Is Lanny still going to be your 
your inaugural MC. I can't speak to that uh, because I've not had that conversation with Lanny. I do understand. And how do I audition for that position? (laughs) I I understand Lanny did move or move to Ecuador. So I'm not. He uh, sure uh, did. uh, uh, but I, I, so I don't want to speak for someone else. Uh, I will tell you, we have a, hmm, we do have an NWA champion who will be there. How's that? I'll, I'll let you out. There you go. That. Well, uh, I'm auditioning for the, uh, for the, uh, MC position. So uh, let me know if I need to put a headshot in. Angela, <laughs> let me tell you who you need to have record. on your show. And he's, and he's such, he's the motor that's driving us a lot now. And that is Scott Wilder. And if you haven't had Scott on with Scott Wilder Promotions, uh, this is a guy who uh, I didn't know until we kicked off last year. But, man, I yeah. turn around, he is setting up things at the at, at the Desmond for us. He's setting Scott up is an amazing guy. This guy goes and goes and goes. Oh, and, God. And, uh, he uh, is the Energizer Bunny. He really is. Yeah. Uh, so he has been so valuable to, to what we're doing. And yeah. then he, of course, has the connections with all of the other vendors who bring in people sure. for autograph sessions. Oh, so, absolutely. So that's why when, you know, at our event next year, that Saturday is going to be a convention during the day with from 35 to 50 different ta- uh, talent uh, available. So that that's sort of what will go on on Saturday, the Saturday. Excellent. Excellent. And, and how about we're, we're, we've got Bill After, who is uh, 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 I a love Uncle Bill. And so, Uncle Bill, so we he's the playing. best. He really is. Let's just let's just stop here for and pay homage to the great Bill Apter. It's funny because before you came on the air with me tonight, Seth, I was watching my interview with Bill Apter, and it still cracks me up. I just, he just makes me laugh. But he's an amazingly insightful guy, and and knows the be- he knows wrestling. He knows the business. He knows this business inside and out. He's been around since day one. You know, I think, uh, you know, uh, back in at least probably back at least to the the 60s, late 60s, early 70s. Anyway, I know Bill was around with camera in hand uh, taking somebody's picture. But, you know, he's an amazing guy. We love Bill after and uh, and he's an invaluable addition to your board, I'm sure. Oh, my God. And, and we were going to be having a, a, an after hours party at, as, at the event with karaoke. But a uh, week and a half ago on AEW, uh, Chris Jericho talked about playing Go Fish with Bill after in Las Vegas. And now that's taken on a life of its own. Uh, yeah. We're looking at a Go Fish tournament with Bill After, you know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> right, the Cauliflower Alley Club has their cribbage. Well, we can't play the cribbage, so let's take on uh, exactly you know, Go, Go Fish with Bill After. So uh, who that's knows what that'll turn stuff. into? Uh, I want to throw out a few names, people you don't know. Uh, there's a guy, Greg Wachtel, who is on our board. Greg uh, had worked; uh, had, he was head of retail sales. Um, well, with with. Uh, Time Inc. Uh, so with Playboy and Sports Illustrated and sure. uh, uh, some other big organizations, he's, Absolutely, he's behind sure. us working on marketing and, and st- strategy with that. And he works with some guys, Dave Kahn and someone you would know, Mike Falvo. And Mike has taken over our social media. And so you, if you've noticed, we're yeah. getting really good stuff on a daily basis. And that's yeah. That's that's the key right now, Seth. Uh, social media is the is the linchpin to everything. 
Um, it used to be back in the day, you know, uh, people strove for popularity. Now they strive for views. Yeah. And that's the key. You just, know, you know, eyeballs, just eyeballs. Yeah. And that, and he's doing an amazing job. I will tell you that. Absolutely. And, and you know, whether it's the social media or we talked about some of these autograph sessions and things, the, the business, as I'll call it, really is shifting from what it had been even maybe when Tony was running it in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. where now we've got social media. Now we've got these large events where where businesses are, are bringing in uh, talent all of the time. Oh, sure. Uh, that, that's sort of a different world because that, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't around to, yeah. to the, as popular as it is now. So we're, we're trying to find our way through this. And that's why. Uh, the main goal being we need a facility. That's the goal. Yeah. That is the key to success. All the rest of it is window dressing. If we don't accomplish that goal, then we haven't done what we set out to do. Um, so right now, um, in, in lieu of, of, you know, of course, the COVID thing is still ramping up now, unfortunately starting to ramp up again. So you're probably not looking for a building till. um Things start to at least creep open a bit up in the new, especially New York, where you guys are, has been brutal. You if, know, if, if an opportunity present presented itself or was or were available, you know, and then we came across it, uh, yeah. we would we will we're in a position we would take advantage of it. Uh, but I, I, I'm not interested though in taking on a facility and paying for heat and plumbing and electricity yeah. for, you know, six months or a year with no opportunity to do anything with. Oh it. no. So, the the, so, the last thing you want to do is sit on an empty building and have to pay for it. Yes. Yeah. It, and, and have it, to heat it. Yeah. I understand. Uh, um, but we, uh, it would be ideal if we could kind of at about the same time we were holding an event, have a place to go to, but, uh, yeah. but you know, it, it, I, what we're going to do is again around March start to look at what facilities are out there. Yeah, uh, you know we pay attention in the meantime. Mike Lenudo, who's one of our vice presidents, his sister's a real estate agent as well, so she pays. Mm-hmm. And if we could get something that ties into pro wrestling, it would be great. Sure, know, absolutely. Poughkeepsie was certainly a hotbed uh, of pro wrestling history. Mm-hmm. There's a number of other locations. Yeah. Um, We've got some other, you know, key people that are on our board as well. Uh, Mike Lombardi, who runs Northeast Wrestling, uh, serves mm-hmm. on our board. Um, that, he, that that's very helpful with lots of things. Um, but you know, Davey O'Hannon and JJ Dillon, those guys. Those are my boys. There. <laughs> <laughs> those uh, are my boys. And you know, when we had started, uh, Rocky Johnson had come on the board right away. He, that was our first big announcement. He was my personal friend. Uh, I yeah. also knew he was in the business too, so you know, and you know, sure. lips absolutely, moving, you know. But Rocky was a good man, and of yes. course, he passed away tragically. Uh, you know, January fifteenth. Um, yeah, we broke that story, Seth. Uh, when it happened, we were on the air when Rocky passed, and we broke that story live. Um, that came as a shock to everybody. In fact. Uh, we stopped the uh, regularly scheduled show we were doing, and we spent the rest of the show as a tribute to Rocky. Um, what an amazing performer, and, and what a hell of a nice guy. Really nice uh, guy. Well, I'll show you something. A few people. Uh, I actually wrote a book about Rocky <laughs> that yeah. won't see the light of day too much. And yeah. 
uh, it preceded. Uh, here's uh, Scott Teal, uh, Scott Teal's book, sure. uh, which you also can't get now. I think. Yeah, uh, Scott is actually a good friend of mine, and we actually talked about Rocky's book. Yeah. Uh, on the show. So, in in the interest of full disclosure, I do know Scott. He's a very dear friend of mine. Yep. Uh, in fact, he's coming on December the eighth. He'll be back here December the eighth. Yeah, and and, and I. Uh, one thing, Greg Oliver had been working on some sort of a book too earlier. So Greg, I think they when they had told the story last time, uh, Greg, when I was at Rocky's house, I saw the contracts that were being looked at with Greg. Yeah. I was there. I didn't intend to write that book. In fact, we were going to be writing a different book. But mm -hmm. what was going on is I was doing my research along the way and I was uh, putting together old programs and photos and, and this timeline because, it, it, man, you're trying to trace back, you know, to the 1960s and, uh, uh, you know, and the stories were so outlandish. I didn't believe they were true. And I'm going to tell you, yeah. they were. They were. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So as I put, we, we've so talked is, about I, that before, as I put those things together, I said, this is a book, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. But what this was more the timeline that we were using to tell the story. Um, but uh, and by the way, that's a great shot of Rocky. Uh, oh, yeah. I've actually seen that photo before, too. Well, and few people have. You got one that no one's seen. Uh, but there's uh, myself and Rocky and Tony and, and our other sure. buddy, Joe DeFino. Uh, but, uh, you know. Um, God rest his soul. Rocky's a good man, but uh, yeah, absolutely, good guy. Well, speaking of good guys, you are an amazing guy. Uh, where oh. can people reach you? Put your uh, personal social media out there. Any don't plugs? Leave me uh, alone. <laughs> leave me right. alone. I don't. I don't need anything. Uh, I hear uh, you. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> I'm out there. Uh, I'm looking to. I'm looking to try to run a museum. I'm. You know, looking to there run the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. You can, you know, certainly you can find me. I'm on Facebook and, uh, and you can send me an email because uh, some people might want to follow up. It's SethTurner1 at MSN.com. That's Seth Turner and the number one at MSN.com. Sure, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm pretty good at getting back to people. Uh, um, but uh, Absolutely. It's not well, <laughs> Exactly. But it's but all good. It's all good, brother. I'm going to tell you what. Well, uh, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Stay with me. I'm going to make a couple of announcements and say goodnight to everybody. On December 1st, the return of Nick Christopher's for part two of Mob Talk. Going to talk more about the Greek, Irish, and Italian mob. Getting into more about John A. Light. There may be a surprise on that end. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find out on December the 1st. December the 8th, the return of Scott Teal. If you have a wrestling book in your house, it probably has Scott Till's name on it somewhere. Uh, it's a pretty good chance his name's either in it or on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to start the new year off fresh. We've got, oh, God. It's a, it's a who's who of wrestling. We've got the return of Jimmy's Valiant, Butch Reed, Eddie Mansfield. God help us all. Uh, Davey O'Hannon will be joining us again. Um, oh, Lord. Lord have mercy. Uh, we got, oh, 
I'm I'm having a brain fart. Holy shit. I had all of this stuff to memory. I'm just like, it's gone now. But anyway, we check our website, check our Facebook. I've got the, the schedule there. Everybody that's coming on. The, oh, Lanny Poffo is coming back. There you go. I remember Lanny. Excellent. But they're all com- they're all coming back. We got some newcomers coming on. Mike McGurk, the fierce, the first female referee in wrestling, should be with us. And uh, Scott Casey first made sure that. Anou- hold on, first female announcer, first female referee. I'm glad you said is Rita Chatterton. Rita Marie, my friend from my hometown. Uh, Rita. Yes, Rita and a lot of people make that distinction, but again, WWE writes their own history. So they they're saying that she's the first female referee. So we, maybe we won't have her. Maybe <laughs> I'll just get Rita instead. Well, we could make that happen. We, we might be able to do that. So on behalf of Seth Turner, I'm Angelo DeCipio for Wrestling with the Future. Happy wrestling, everybody. Take care and enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll see you on December 1st. Take care. Everybody. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. TheManscape.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0 Your balls will thank you, and so will we.